Welcome to Missionary Talks, where we talk with missionaries and learn about their lives and work. Today I'm talking with Jason and Sarah Sykes. They're missionaries going to Venezuela. Uh, Jason, can you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and your family? Okay. Um, uh, my wife, Sarah, and I've got uh, two little boys and one on the way. My oldest is Samuel, and he is three and a half. And then uh, Luke, he's two. And then uh, we've got Jude, who will be with us sometime uh, between February and March of next year. Sarah, how has it been traveling with, with two younger kids and with one on the way? Exciting. Have you tra- done a lot of traveling before starting deputation, or is this all kind of new for you? No, this is uh, this is fairly new for us. In fact, uh, we in the last thirty days have put over five thousand miles on the car. So we we spent a lot of time in the car, but it's it's been enjoyable. There's been moments, but for the most part, it's been enjoyable. What are some of the things you've learned, Sarah, as as the mother? At least I know in my family, I don't do any of the real planning for these trips. I just schedule them and then we take off. But my wife actually puts everything together and makes the trip work. Uh, has there been any big surprises for you or anything that you've learned that you'd like to share with somebody else? To make notes, because I've left quite a few important items, like my husband's suit pants last couple weeks ago. So I uh, make a lot of notes to make sure I don't forget anything. But People are kind and gracious to you most everywhere you go, and so if you mess up, it's okay. <laughs> Has there been anything um, surprising in a good way that y'all found while traveling? I think it's just been a good experience. You know, uh, a lot of people uh, dread the idea of deputation. A lot of people dread the, the long hours on the road and, and whatnot, but I think it's helped us just learn to really trust the Lord. Um, I can honestly say we've seen the Lord over and over and over, and, and it's I feel like it's a faith builder now so that when we are in our place of service, um, we've already had some experiences along the way to kind of help build our faith now. And so um, as far as that aspect of it, it's been very good for our family. Has there been anything a difficult uh, experience that you've had on deputation that has been uh, maybe a disappointment or a surprise in a negative way? I think the hardest thing is, is for us at least has been um, raising children on deputation because you have them in an unfamiliar environment a lot of times um, you try to balance discipline with compassion and um, and you try to see things through through the eyes of a child in a lot of ways on the same token you know it's our responsibility to to discipline them correctly and so um, I've seen a lot and and, and this is not pointed at anyone but I've seen along the way folks that have lost their children due to really being entrenched in the ministry and that is a fear that I have and so it's something that we try to keep close tabs on. I wouldn't say it's a negative thing by any stretch, um, but it is something that we're very concerned about. I was going to say, but it also gives us lots of opportunities um, that just staying at home and my husband working a job wouldn't give us. Before I get into what you're going to do on the field, Sarah, what are some of your plans and goals as you first get to the field, obviously you've got a ways to actually get there. But when you get there, what would you like to be able to just plug yourself right into? I would love to work with ladies' ministries. I would love to um, do tea parties and do um, outreaches. You know, maybe I know the Venezuelan ladies love to fix their hair and their nails, and so use things like that to um, to minister to them and to reach out to them. What is your goal in an overarching uh, ministry? What would you like to be doing? Church planning, or what is it you do? Um, We have kind of gone out under basically three goals, uh, evangelism, discipleship, and church planning. 
in, in those things, uh, church planning obviously is the most important thing to be able to turn it over to a national eventually. But, um, you know, door-to-door evangelism in Venezuela is huge. It's it's very effective. Um, and another thing I think that we're, we feel very strongly about is a good discipleship ministry. Um, I think in sometimes in some ways it's a neglected part of the Great Commission that we fail to teach them to observe all things. And so that's kind of a burden that we have as we get to the field, not just to hit with the evangelism aspect, but we really want to help uh, build them up doctrinally so they have a clear understanding of the Word of God. Evangelism, uh, discipleship, which direction you would you like to take your discipleship? Are you looking at taking everybody that comes your way and making a preacher out of them, or how how would you like to go with each person? Um, I think that's a job of the Holy Spirit. Um, I guess the overriding principle would just be surrender to the Lord. Probably the best thing we've seen in Venezuela is the already established ministry that's there. Um, they have a, I believe it's a four-year Bible institute. I'm not sure the, how long it is. But a lot of times it, it enables you to see a commitment level on the part of the people if they're willing to establish themselves and to study for three or four years. Um, also, you know, we've seen come out of that. We've seen pastors and, and have gone and left that ministry after they've graduated and started churches of their own. And so what's been neat to see is it, it kind of is a conglomeration of different ministries, not just pastors, but there's also Sunday school teachers, and it teaches them how to organize and whatnot. And so uh, that's our overall goal is not just only pastors, but ever how God's leading you into ministry. We want to not just um, disciple you in, in basic doctrine, but we also want to give you some basic ministry tools, too, that you can take on and minister with. Are you all looking at working in a large city in a smaller village? Uh, Lord willing, uh, the first year to two years, we'd like to be in a little city called Barquisimeto. Um, it's not very big, um, maybe comparable to the size of Chattanooga, Tennessee, where we're from. Uh, eventually, we'd like to branch out for about an hour from there. And, and I'm at this point not sure the name of the city, but we, uh, the missionary that we plan to work with for the first year to two uh, has a son and a daughter-in-law who we are just very kindred spirits with. And so we're looking forward to work with them and just feel like a team ministry is a strong, a strong um, group together. At, you know, as one goes on furlough, the other can kind of take over and the ministry never stops. Tell us, Sarah, one of your experiences or a couple of experiences you've had in Venezuela that the Lord's really used to give you direction and peace about going there. Peace came about Venezuela when I was at home one night in bed. I was praying, and I just asked the Lord to give me a love for it, and he He did. He It was probably the quickest answer to prayer I've ever experienced. When you got to Venezuela to, to see the place, what was the surprise for you there? You know, I think, I mean, culturally, obviously, it's an adjustment from here. But I, we both had the opportunity to go on separate occasions before we were even uh, even considering marriage or even dating. And so the Lord had kind of opportunity to work on us in a separate sense before we got together. And then just, I think, just the Lord working on our hearts. And I guess we went with expectations, and the Lord met those in some ways. In other ways, I guess it, weren't, it wasn't in ways that we expected. But it was neat to see how God worked. And so... The unknown was kind of neat in that how the Lord opened things up to us. Are there any concerns uh, there with, for example, Colombia, you have the, the guerrillas there. Is is that also a concern in Venezuela? Politically at this point, um, Venezuela is not extremely hospitable to missions work. Um, part of that is understandable in the fact that there have been some mistakes made on a national level. And there are some concerns as far as uh, tensions with the United States, but... I guess we have just 
learned to just put our trust in the Lord and, and realize that he's the one that opens doors and closed doors. Um, it's been an interesting in the sense of deputation because as we go to churches and present, I can't tell a church family 100% that we're going to be able to get into the field. But we just learned, I think, that it, it just to put our trust in the Lord and to be surrendered to him. And if, if one door closes, we're convinced that he'll open another. And so First Thessalonians 5.24 became our deputation verse. Faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. We just we just have come to the point that we realize that, that God's called us and he's going to do it. And we're not sure exactly how that's going to play out, but we know that he is somehow going to put us where he wants us. So, What are some of the difficulties about actually being able to get in? Uh, visas would be the, the primary issue. Uh, there are no missionary visas, and at this point there are no resident visas. There are um, what's called a transiente visa, which is a one, one-year visa, um, and it's renewable in-country. That would probably be good if we can get that. There's also a student uh, visa, teaching visa, uh, and, and the, I say worst-case scenario would be a, uh, a tourist visa. And in that, the reason I say worst-case scenario is we would have to leave the country about four times a year to renew that visa. So uh, I don't know if the others are renewable in-country. I know the transiente is renewable in-country, but the others I'm not sure about. Do you have any fears about going to Venezuela or or where the Lord has you going right now? I would have to say fear would be um, safety as far as family, but I would also have to say that um, you're always safer in God's will than you are out. What's kind of your time frame? You're on deputation now, and when when do you plan to be on the field? Uh, Lord willing, we'd like to be there, you know, summer of 2010. Um, while we've put that in Lord's hands, you know, right now, um, the reality of it we face as we call churches is, is the economy at this point, but we realize that God's not bound by economy. We've, we've seen our support levels steadily grow. Um, and so we're just trusting in him. We're trying to set some short-term goals and see some things accomplished. But, uh, you know, as we look at the political, this is funny, but if, as we look at the political situation and we look at our, our support level and things like that. We just kind of believe that God is kind of paralleling, paralleling those things in his time. And if it takes us a little longer, then maybe the Lord's doing that for a reason. And so we're doing everything we can on our end uh, to make it happen. But we realize if it doesn't happen in our time frame, that God's got different plans. And so we're just, we're hitting it hard. Uh, we're traveling all we can and, re- you know, putting together as many meetings as we can, but ultimately realize that it's God that's got to bring in that support for us. Do you have a testimony you'd like to share? I think, uh, Probably one of the highlight at this point for uh, the ministry has been last summer when you have, we had the opportunity to go up to a camp in Utah in the middle of Mormon country, and uh, we spent uh, two weeks there. It was kind of the kickoff for our deputation, and I was able to preach a couple weeks up there, and we were able to see about 15 kids come to the Lord. I think the neatest part about that was a little boy just came in tears one night, and it was just obvious that it was a work of the Holy Spirit. It wasn't a work that somebody did or something that somebody said. It was just it was obvious that the Holy Spirit was at work in his life. And so that's kind of been a highlight for us on our deputation at this point. Do you have any special talents that you're using on deputation? Um, I'm a kid at heart. I'm pretty much a jack of all trades and master of none. Uh, I have pursued some things and not finished them out, but... Uh, I do balloon animals a lot when we travel. Uh, it's been an effective tool in Venezuela, and it, it is good in children's churches as we travel. I'm pursuing ventriloquism to a certain uh, extent right now because another great tool that we can use both here and on the field. And uh, I'm just a kid at heart. I like illusions. I like things that are visual, that communicate. And so uh, those are kind of all things that I'm slowly bolstering and uh, venturing out. Part of that is just 
quit being so uh, self-conscious and just get out there and do it and enjoy it. I know when I do it and when I lose that self-consciousness that other people enjoy it, but it's getting over that uh, self-conscious hump sometimes. Do you have a website where people can get more information? Yes. Uh, hopefully within the next six months we'd like to kind of change it up a little bit, but uh, it is truth to all. Uh, t- it's truth, T-O-A-L-L dot com. And uh, that's got our ministry videos, some information about us, our testimonies. Uh, we try to keep updated prayer letters on there and whatnot. So uh, we welcome anybody to come to our website. It's got our contact information as well. If the listeners will go to missionarytalks.com, I'll have a link to the Sykes' website too. So you can either go directly to their site or at Missionary Talks you can get a link there. It's been nice talking to you, Jason and Sarah. Before we close, is there anything else you'd like to share? I have to thank the Lord for his goodness to us. He has called us to missions, but he's ministered to us along the way, and he He um, has proven to be a loving father, and he continually shows us things and is continually blessing us, and not always financially like we would think, but he does things that just, he's just amazed us how how awesome he is through this whole experience. And I'm sure he'll continue to do that when we get to the field. I'm sure we'll have many more experiences. It's nice to have a journal to write things down so you don't forget. And um, maybe sometime when you're discouraged, you can get, open that up and to see how many times God delivered you and how many times God was there when you just needed someone. You mentioned a journal. or Do you actively journal? And, and how, how would you encourage somebody in that way? I am very lazy when it comes to journaling, but it's something that I um, think is a very good idea. I have a friend who is a missionary, and she encouraged me to get one, and I I did get one, and I think it's just a good tool for days when discouragement does come, just get it out and read. The Lord did that a lot. Remember when I did this? Remember when I did that for the children of Israel? And and, uh, he can do that for us, too. Jason, is there anything else you'd like to add before we close? I think uh, I'd like to second what my wife has said. Um, you know, you, you'll never make a mistake surrendering your life to the Lord. And uh, for a long time, I put a lot of stock in what I could do. And uh, I realized that it's, it was God that even sustained me to be able to go to work when I did. And so if he could sustain me through that, then he can certainly sustain my family as we step out on, on faith. And uh, he has proven over and over that he is... I'm more than able. Um, we have certain things in our family. We've learned to say that they're just hugs from dad. And um, there's times when God just does things special for you that maybe it doesn't have necessarily a financial value or anything like that. But simply, you just, without a question, you know that God did it for you. And so I, I would just encourage anyone not to not to hold back. If the Lord's speaking to your heart, man, follow through and, and surrender to him because God will not only do a work through you, but he'll do a work in you. And that's been the thing that's been, I think, the most exciting for us is to see that But he's just a good daddy. I mean, he just he takes good care of us, and, and we're overwhelmed by the fact that we're able to minister to people. We're able to serve the God of the universe. But uh, John seventeen twenty three tells us that, that he loves us as much as he loves his own son. And that's an overwhelming thought, and we, we feel that many times on deputation. And so that's been neat. You've been listening to Missionary Talks with David Peach. Please visit us at missionarytalks.com.